Does he cheer you on when you play games or what? No, he doesn't. Like, not. is he just there being like, who let the Jace out? No, nobody. <laughs> nobody <says that>. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Previously on Basement Discourse, Justin hates fishing. <laughs> Why was it a little bit metal? Because <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit metal. But uh, welcome to Basement Discourse episode, is it, is it seven? Eight? Eight. 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 I've already lost count. We're not even in double digits. Uh, I'm Jace, uh, the gamer guy. We've got Brady. He's still a weeb. Justin, he's the moon. Um, yeah. Welcome to Basement Discourse. Um, and I can't even remember what we were talking about first. I think you wanted to cover something first, Brady. Uh, no, I think we all sort of like group decided, believe it or not, for once we decided to like semi-plan one of these Holy fucking things. Shit. Well, I'm throwing uh, it straight to you anyway, so we, suck it. That's we fine. had a plan yeah. and Chase doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so they left we're going to we're talking about how to like get access to each of our things, right? Yeah. Um, so most people like us are cheapskate motherfuckers. So how do you get into gaming, D&D and anime for free? You threw to me, which is very or kind cheap, of you. Or cheap. Um, so, or yeah, cheap, I'm going to have cheap. to do cheap yeah. because uh, free ain't really a thing yeah. over in my zone. No, there are free games, but they like, but like you still need hardware that is not free. Like you, there correct. is, yeah. But I mean, you could argue that with anything, right? Like you could argue anime can be free with ads, but you still need a TV and something to stream it off. And an yeah, I service. guess you need ad device. I think the only the only time it could be entirely free is if you had. D&D, for example, I think that could could be free. Oh, you you still <laughs> need someone who's paid money. Mind. You literally Theater could. Of right? the mind. <laughs> you still need someone who has like read a book at some stage, though, right? Like you can't just be told yeah, the rules and sit there and memorize them like Sunday school. You could inherit just... the knowledge though, and that's free. You know, learning. You inherit free the kids. knowledge. Somebody paid for the knowledge initially. Yeah, but you didn't. No, this no, is how just, you get it for free, not how someone else gets it for you free. You go into it like a store that sells D&D stuff. I don't know what that's called. You just steal shit. You just go in there and steal <laughs> fucking everything. <laughs> you go in there D &D and you take photos of every page. <laughs> What's a and d import? It's just a bunch of dudes in cloaks not wanting to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, measuring each other's neck beards. Wow. Wow. I see how it is. It's shit on D&D guys this time yeah. around, is it? All right, Look, it's all always right. me, and I was super <laughs> nice to you in the last episode that aired, which was episode five? Uh, five. It, it would be last episode, episode seven if five. people are watching episode eight, so it would be episode No, the last seven. one that aired when we record this. I'm not treating our audience like they're idiots. They right, know now, we are giving time. Now you're giving our schedule away. Yeah. Good one. You're giving away our uh, our actual secrets of how we do this. All right, how the fuck do you get into D and D for free? Give us something for free, like totally, like you or don't for, spend a cent free, or for or for tight ass level. All right, all right. So tight ass level, and then for, and then crank uh, us all the way up. All right, all right, all right. So as free as possible. Your best bet is to go in and get D and D. So D&D Beyond is free to subscribe to at a base level. You can subscribe at higher levels and that will cost you a little bit more. Um, but at, at its cheapest, you can get it for $0 and that will give you a subscription where you can create six characters inside of the game. 
So that as a player is a great uh, base to start off with. You get your basic set of characters in there as well. So if you want any additionals, if you want newer content, you will end up paying for that. But that is free in its in its base sense. So and that in in itself would give you a set of dice because you can roll inside of D and D Beyond in an app or in the website yeah. as well. I was gonna so, say, and that's like a full thing, right? Like you can download the app or you can just use like the desktop version. This sounds like a fucking ad. But no, like, no, right? you can, we, you can we do it. You, yeah, we should have got a sponsorship before Damn doing it. this. But you can do it both ways, right? Like you, yeah. it's it's yeah. free. Yeah, the app, and the app used to be really shit. Um they've made it better and now both work very well. So super accessible, super free if you want it for nothing. And you can do that. So that's your access to your characters, to character creation. You can even create monsters inside of that. You can get access to homebrew monsters, all sorts of stuff for nothing. Um, but if you want any source material, which you will need to understand the game, you do need to pay for it from that source. However, if you look up uh, Player's Handbook online, you can get access to PDF versions, which as far as I know is not illegal because they're accessible just straight off the website um you can just read them so i'm pretty sure the player's handbook has come out for free even from wizards of the coast per se as a digital version just to read on a website so you can't download a, a copy of it or anything like that but you can just peruse it you can screenshot all like 500 pages of it <laughs> you definitely uh, could do that if you want i mean you PDF, could print you still should be able to download it you could probably print to pdf and then just save it I suppose if you wanted to do that um i'm not sure about the legalities of that but you can access player's handbook very easily by literally googling player's handbook 5e and you'll find a copy of that so that as a player is everything you need as a dm you need a few more source materials and that is going to come at the tiniest little bit of a cost unless you just start googling how to dm and then go from there so at its base you can get away with zero dollars and then from there you move your way up. So obviously if you're playing on a tabletop setting, you're gonna need some props eventually, unless you're just playing theater of the mind, which you're probably not gonna stick with forever. Um, so, you know, you're gonna end up buying, for example, whoop, one of these little guys with a bit of grid work, nice and simple. <laughs> all, I saw, all I saw was a reflected circle on a shiny fucking thing. So- It was reflecting off Brady's forehead. Something like that, minis, and then along with that come the dice and the rest of it goes from there and just snowballs into a obsession. Um, as far as D&D Beyond goes, um, you can get the, the free subscription, it's perfectly fine. I've still got the free one. I have never upgraded it because I just couldn't be bothered, but I've only got access to six characters. So eventually I have to delete a character that I really love. And then I'm kind of heartbroken for a little bit and then I start again. again. So, oh no, I know, poor right? Tits McGee. Um, so you can get a subscription with those guys six dollars <laughs> per month because <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> it's best to move along <laughs> yeah so six dollars yeah. a month will get you um access to more character unlimited amount of characters creations which is great you can create as many stupid things as you want and then if you buy any of the source materials which is any of the books online and things like that you can share them with anyone that's inside of your campaign so basically any friend at all can just say yep i'm in their campaign you can share it with those guys so those books are like retail though so they're like 30 dollars per book um and you can get like bundles like legendary bundle which will give you access to almost every book out there but that's going to cost you about six or seven hundred dollars so that's where you go from zero to a thousand pretty quickly um but 
base base stuff you can get in there for nothing i was using the squishy things you used to get from Woolworths as uh as movements after we where we went from oh we coins. discussed that in an episode didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so we started with coins like literally just two and one dollar coins as markers and then we went from that to ushis and then we actually finally went hey like maybe we should get some minis and then of course the when the obsession grows and now you, you have that your own behind and you printing your own shit and you know all of that just you know it gets out of hand but as a base zero dollars will get you started pretty much and almost subscription free as opposed to uh video games slash anime so i'll pass it over to whomever wants the uh the I, would like to... I just want to comment real yeah. quick sure no no, no. Um, I, I'm sure Jace has an intelligent question for that, but I really <laughs> wanted to argue with when you called me an idiot, but I was about to ask us to pause the show because you sounded super tingy, and then I fucking realized that my earphones weren't in properly, so they were sitting too far away from my ears, and I was like, I am in fact a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really should not debate this at all. Um, yeah, not one you're winning. You're not going to defend. Um, so I actually looked into it, quickly while you were talking um player's handbook doesn't look like it is free it is 50 dollars um us i guess um not really 100 percent sure but that's uh, directly that's from wizards of the coast yeah that, um, that's oz but um there I is mean... a player's rule book or i think it's called a dnd rule book or something like that that seems to be uh, it's called the player dnd basic rules and that is free straight from wizards of the coast so like strangely, literally, it must be a different search engine that we're both like, not search engine, but like different search base. Because as soon as I Google literally Player's Handbook 5e, the very first link is a PDF version of the handbook. Oh, yeah. So I can totally get that too, but I do not right. know how legitimate that is. Right, okay. Whereas I have found one that is literally hosted by Wizards of the Coast called Player D&D Basic Rules 0.2. Right, 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 right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, right. so I'm just confirming that there is at least a, like, this will get you started because it's player rules. So hmm. once yep. you've got the rules, you've got the general gist, you can sort of party from there. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The starter sets are fantastic for anyone just jumping into this. They've got a bunch of stuff in them. I will probably break down one of those in a, in a short later down the track because they're fantastic and when you're first starting out you don't want to be hit with too much information so getting the player's handbook along with the dm guide and uh the monster manual which are your three base sort of books that you pretty much need at some stage that's a lot of information to take in when you're just starting out and you're not even sure if you're going to like it 20 30 dollars will get you a starter set and there's two of them out and both of them are great they'll come with some dice they'll come with your basics they'll come with some some basic rules the, the newest one actually comes with like a DM screen, which has some great information on the inside as well. They're fantastic. So 30 bucks, yeah, so good investment. Real quick, I don't want to interrupt or like take away from everything you said because you said quite a bit. But <laughs> as we said in episode one, though, please don't be intimidated by anything Justin just said. If you want to get into D&D, find a friend into it and just go to a session. Yeah. As long as the DM knows, they will guide you. It'll all be fine. And I mean, These that, are, that is essentially are... in itself free. So find a friend yet again. <laughs> well, Eight I mean, we're still say, trying to you get you get the friends. <laughs> social skills and COVID vaccines and boosters are uh, <laughs> they're, they're free. Simulator. It's fine. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. We can do this from home. No, no. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't be intimidated by any of these things. Justin is painting a picture for us that is fantastic in terms of price ranges, but you you can, you know, go jump in a session without spending a cent. For sure. This is yeah, not I didn't about... pay a fucking dime for our last session. <laughs> <laughs> and don't expect to again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you yeah. drove down and then spent like an enormous amount of hours of your life editing. setting up. Yeah, yeah, I've I've done worse for less. Um, but anyway, I guess we're moving on to. Were you passing it to me, or I don't really know where we're going with that. Whoever, I don't think we we're passing it any fucking direction. But like, go ahead. I passed and take the it. I passed the flame, and then we went straight back to me, and I was like, all right then. Yeah, that was just really awkward. Thanks for that, yep. Brady. Way to ruin the whole show. That's it. We're canceling. It- I live yep. for it. <laughs> All right. So I actually did a bit of research on this, as you guys know, because we Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I actually spent like 38 seconds doing prep for an episode. Yeah, once. that's excessive. Man. And it wasn't just figuring out what we spoke about on the last episode. Um, <laughs> so it took as... me 50 seconds, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that takes longer than any. But I made else. you do that work. And that's the best part. That's management. Um, so as far as getting into gaming for free, easiest way would be basically like Justin's piggybacking a session, except you go over to a mate's place and play their games, mooch off yeah. them. <laughs> Just knock on anyone's door and be like, hey, <laughs> y'all got a console? Can I just come in for a bit? Y'all got one of that consoles? <laughs> you, got that, you got that new shit? You got the new shit? <laughs> um, guys, guys, I knew a new game came out today, but I can't afford it. <laughs> What if I um, get you sent to the naughty corner? Can I use your console? What the fuck? You're growing up with mates back like before internet connections and you go around their house and you'd hang out with them and you play games together, but they would like get in trouble for some shit from school. And then mum would be like, go to your room and you're the friend over. So you're like, do I, do I keep playing? Like what? What's well, the rule here? All my friends had their gaming setups in their room. So yeah, when same. they got sent to their room, we all just went to their room and gamed. Yep, that's exactly right. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I grew up in Hilltop a poor kid. So what we, strange we communal Dude, shit is that? <laughs> I, I grew up in like Hilltop. We had like one TV per house. It Dude, was in the lounge room. <laughs> I lived like 10 minutes from Hilltop and we didn't have that kind of shit. <laughs> Like, dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a big divide. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, away from this tangent. Um, no, like, tangents are good. Let's stick with the tangents. What's it like growing up. up a poor kid? <laughs> we were all poor kids. We just yeah. only had one TV for some weird reason. Yeah. I had a black and white TV for a while, but that's another Dude, tangent. I had a black and white TV for my PlayStation 1, and it was dude, like a four-inch It was screen. this big. I remember it. It was yeah. <laughs> did you did you have the like turn and push button to turn it off and then it would become the white dot in the middle for like 10 minutes it didn't have the turn thing but it did do the white dot thing and i think it was just this little it was just tiny tiny tv because it was super cheap and that's all i could afford after i got a playstation and so because all your money went to the playstation (laughs) yeah and it was this tiny little thing and it was black and white and all i had was i think i had Cool Borders 2, like a snowboarding game, and that was like it. I had Tekken yeah. 1. That Tekken 1 was great. I'll leave my bad <laughs> Tekken 1 was great. I had the demo disc that came with my PlayStation. 
Oh, <laughs> oh yes. That was good. Oh, and Remember Demo Disc? That was sick. <laughs> Demos were the best. And Pandemonium, yeah. which is another game we could talk about another time. How do you get into gaming for free or so, cheap? On the cheap, like, there's a lot of options and it depends how you want to go about things. Yeah. Because with gaming, you've got things like console exclusives. So if you've got, like, your eye set for some particular game, you might want a particular platform, whether that's PlayStation, Switch, fuck it, or Nintendo, whatever, um, or Xbox or PC. Like they've all got their own exclusives. So really depends there. And so PS5s are like 600 bucks. And Xbox Series X is like 750. Um, and a switch is about 450. So those are the latest generation as far as consoles go. And so if you're really edging that way, you've also got to find stock of a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Mm. And they do go drastically up in price, even if you can manage to find them. So realistically, if you're getting in cheap, that's probably not the way to go. There's still plenty of life left in PS4 and Xbox One. Even if you go the, what is it, Xbox One S and X? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like the weird variant Why? there. Who, who names these things? What the oh, fuck man. is Microsoft's I have a whole, Super I have a whole YouTube video about how dumb their whole advertising and marketing schemes around the Xbox is. Give, give mm. Sony a lot of shit for a lot of reasons, especially their fucking movie franchises. But at least they're just like, one, two, three, Keep it oh. simple, man. Yeah. 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 Even I mean, their handhelds. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been upset portable. if Xbox went yeah. from Xbox to 360 to 720, which would have been cool. I've been like, sweet, you know, skaters are going to love this shit. 540, like just yeah, go up whatever. by whatever degrees, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To the next degree. Where was the 180 Xbox? <laughs> It'd just be an Xbox upside down. <laughs> fine that's that's, that's the just worst joke i've ever told in my life and i'm so happy with it <laughs> when you're just gonna just drop down you gotta try and press the button quick enough for it to like sink in <laughs> every time you press open it's just like boop your disc just is like <laughs> does that thing did you ever not put your disc in like correctly and it starts closing the tray and hit the disc and right reopen? yeah dude and like the no but the the little tray would go in a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. and your disc could be living. like your disc could be like you're like oh! <laughs> and it would like scratch the living hell out of the disc like the ps2 was pretty bad for it that's it the would, one like, i was thinking of. Yeah. yeah 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 no yeah. i was uh, thinking be... original xbox because i just get lazy because at the time when I had an original Xbox, I just didn't care. And I just sort of slapped my disc in there and hit close it and come back out. But anyway, so previous generation, as far as consoles go, is probably the best bet aside from the Switch. Because if you go back a generation, that's like Wii U. I yeah, think. no, you, you don't want to touch way that. Too far back. Yeah, that's too old. That's too much. Yeah. I got an original Wii and I've been so disappointed with the fact that the whole store's closed down. So I can't even get like old retro games. So that shits me off. Oh. So don't do that. Hmm. Go with a Switch if you're thinking Nintendo. It's about 450. Um, there's like an online Game Pass type thing. It's about six bucks a month. I think it's 60 a year. So it ends up. So still about six bucks a month. Or something. Yeah. But, it's about yeah. 20 bucks off, but sure. 
I'm I don't do math. People don't pay me enough to do math. Um, but yeah, so go your previous generations for the PlayStations and the Xbox. Um, a used PS4 is like three fifty. It's about two fifty for a used Xbox One. Yeah, um, goes up a little bit for a used Xbox One's X, X or S. Whatever. Yeah, I think the yeah. PlayStation Four Pro is the same though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Sa- same sort of deal. Um, and they're both around the ten to fifteen dollar mark for their Game Pass PS Plus type thing. Um, those subscriptions, I did just sort of gloss over them, but those subscriptions, um, mostly what they do is they give you access to free games. Now, I don't know the nuances of it because I don't subscribe to any of them because I actually don't own any of those consoles because I'm a big PC loser. Um, but great, Justin <laughs> and uh, Brady, that's his name. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Are you it's for only been about 50 Jesus. hours. Man, oh, yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. had like seven coffees today, dude. That's I'm fair. wiped. Um, but you guys might have a better idea on what it gives you. So the first thing I would actually like to ask both, both of you about PS Plus and Game Pass, if you stop paying, do you still keep your games? Like the games um, that are free? I'll, I'll hand it over to Brady first because I don't know much about PS Plus. No, I wouldn't do that. Benefits. So um, I, <laughs> I am one of these like diehard activists that no one gives a fuck. Uh, I am so infuriated by the fact that you buy a console and then pay for an internet connection and then buy a game that the idea of having to pay another service to use them all in conjunction is just my limit. So I don't have PlayStation Plus, even though I have a PlayStation. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I guess that that comes down to whether or not you want to play online or not. And that's a big part of choosing what that's, you want to do with the gaming side yeah. of things. You know what I mean? Like if you're happy playing single player or co-op, like actual in-person co-op then that's not an issue like that's you don't even need the subscription um i think xbox might be a little bit advanced as far as like the whole subscription thing is concerned because we we don't just get live anymore i think they may have almost even wiped that out entirely you get live plus game pass plus ea access now for 15 something or 20 at most dollars and that gives you access to playing online with people of course um, it gives you the games that you get free with Xbox Gold, whatever they call it. You know, so you get two or three random, mostly average games. But then you get Game Pass, which is about two or two hundred and fifty odd games um, in a library base. Um, as well as inside of that is EA EA based games like Battlefields and things like that. Aside from the very newest one, and a lot of Microsoft titles like the new Halo Infinite is part of that Game Pass because Microsoft and Microsoft. So hand in hand, they usually bring out. Mm some of the big titles the big AA titles hand, it's the same fucking company yeah well fuck yeah. you uh yeah that's that's more than hand in hand that <laughs> like yeah. some of them not all of them though so i'm not going to yeah. say it's every microsoft title comes out for free but a good handful of decent aa titles will come out for free as well but that is the catch you do need to be subscribed to it on a constant basis to get that benefit so if i unsubscribe oh, okay. the so tomorrow right. Even though I've got Halo Infinite installed on my on my console, I don't own it. So you are renting it per se per month at that. And, at that and point. that's yeah, sort so of where access, it gets me. To be actually, honest, I don't give quickly, a shit. While while we're on the gaming subscriptions, because I actually do have a little bit to contribute to this, apart from a rant, I have a further rant. Um, so oh, fantastic! <laughs> Haven't had enough of those. in a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So PlayStation Fucking Plus. 
obviously does the same thing as Game Pass there. They give you access to a couple games a month or whatever. You can download them and then you have them, but otherwise you just miss them if you didn't do so. Yeah, yeah. So you have the months to get those ones and that's it. You just lose out if you don't. PlayStation has another fucking subscription service. And I say that with the utmost hate because it's not available in Australia for reasons that they've only described as Australian's internet is so bad. We don't want to have to have a call center to deal with you complaining about our subscription service. So this is PS now, if I remember correctly, correct? Yeah. So PS now. And what infuriates me the most about that is that they do. (laughs) Yes. uh, Who is the tattoo on my leg, which we discussed in a previous episode, but um they they do the thing that you would want out of a subscription game service they have the entire library go nuts download it at your will use it whenever you want not just the monthly release things and it's not available here purely because our internet is so fucking bad and i get that except they allow for downloads so it's not just streaming the game you can you can pick the game out of the library download it yes it might take way too long because australian internet but it wouldn't actually ruin your playing experience to play it after that. So that excuse to me is completely invalidated and infuriates me because about six games I want to play are PS Now exclusives and you can't only just have them if you have PS Now. You can't even pay to play them. Yeah, right. You have yeah. to have PS Now. Yeah, so I did look into it and primarily PS Now is supposed to be similar to like a what is it, Google Stadia and shit like that? Like, so basically it's ultimately a, a streaming service um, where you are actually streaming the game. So the game's playing from a server rather than having it local. Right. Now, as Brady said, you might be able to download. I'm not 100% sure on that. Again, not a PlayStation. It looks game, like so. you can, yeah. Um, but I do sort of get the premise, except that, most of Australia's internet's fine for streaming something like that. Yeah. Like I think we're beyond that now. I think there must be... If we can run 4K Netflix, I don't see why we can't. I feel like there's got to be a little bit of something else hiding in the background. Like maybe the Australian tax and stuff like that is coming into play. You know what I mean? Like It it could be possible. It it could be like hosting costs in Australia because they have to set up local servers. (laughs) Thanks, Bigby. Appreciate that, mate. Um... But yeah, they'd have to set up like local servers, stuff like that. So it could just be a costs thing and they're just like, nah. You did say something that uh, reminded me though. Um, There is another way to access games now that probably we haven't even discussed before. And that is through streaming services like Amazon because Amazon do Amazon games now as well. Correct. And then there's Google Stadia as well. Yeah, as you Um, said. So those those are actually decent platforms because you may already own these platforms or be paying for these platforms already i mean i've already got access to all of those so it means i already have access to a lot of uh pc games it, it is pc though so the added cost of having a gaming pc but I'll well you, actually uh... it's not that's that's actually the point is that because it's streaming elsewhere you could have a shitbox like your computer justin or even brady <laughs> because this is awful too hmm. um, and i'm the only one with an amazing computer um but enough okay. about me. Okay, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang, on. Hang, on. Hang, on. hang the fuck on. So yes, yours is amazing, but I wouldn't call mine a shit box because it deals with this shit every week. I've got more computing power in this mug. 
<laughs> we could render on this mug quicker than your laptop. <laughs> anyway. It still deals with this constantly. <laughs> well, maybe we should make the mug do it from now on. <laughs> anyway. Be opposed to it. <laughs> um, so those streaming services are actually designed to replace gaming computers. So that was the original purpose is just because people like myself, like my last upgrade, I spent three grand in my rig to make it run as well as it does. Um, your average person doesn't want to spend that sort of money. I have other reasons why I do it, but these platforms exist to avoid that. And that's exactly the reason is so you don't have to go out and buy this heavy duty rig. As long as you've got something that can stream, you can play these games. You just That's pay for insane. the service. So yeah. you're basically like just screen sharing from their network, in other words. sort of. Yeah, but their technology is designed so the screen share negates a lot of the input lag because that was one of the big hurdles originally yeah. is like I press left at the last second and a week later, my character actually turns left. Which I guess is why <laughs> Australia doesn't have access to things like the well, yes, now, yeah, if that is but, actually the case. Well, Google maybe. Stadia, we do have access to as far as I'm aware. And but I believe I'm so. Sure Amazon, Amazon well. yeah. Yep. But um, our, our platform probably doesn't work as well as it would over like somewhere like Korea and stuff like that. But that's what these are designed for. And that's probably a really good cheap entry point um, if you're looking for it look into you know a sub to google stadia or whoever and see if that sort of sits well with you because that's a good option a really. pretty decent starter yeah uh, um, and i think amazon games have actually come out with some pretty decent titles as well like i think they use a lot of like epic anymore. titles as well so they use like epic games um titles for a lot of their stuff as well so yeah, both of them do use a lot of AAA stuff. So you have access to some pretty decent stuff. Hmm. Um, the next thing I sort of wanted to go on with this as well is PCs. So pure PC gaming. Um, for like a sort of lower end sort of budget PC, you're looking at about 1500 off the bat. And now, are you I, talking about just the tower? Or are you talking about monitor and all the rest of it too? So that is just the tower. So tower build. you could yeah. hook that up to a TV or whatever. You could do all that sort of stuff as cheap as you possibly can manage as well. Um, so there are some shortcuts here and there that you can make. You could build it yourself as well. This is just a pre-built cost because I'm assuming that if you're just getting into it and you're looking for your cheapest option, you probably don't want to learn how to build a PC. It's not hard, but there's a lot to know there. So fair enough if you don't want to get into it. There's nothing wrong with building a pre-built. Sorry, buying a pre-built. Um, but 1500 bucks. I've seen those ones lately of the like on the wall computer. And I know it's a gimmick, but I'm still like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have their benefits, like, but they are mostly for visuals. But um, if, if you get into just buying a pre-built for 1500 it does sound like a lot, especially if you think you can get a PS4 for 350 but You're getting a lot more grunt out of a $1,500 PC. And the other thing to think of is that it is constantly upgradable. Yeah. It's not like a console where it's like, oh, my PS4 is out of date. Chuck it in the bin, grab a new one. Um, 
And like one of the things I absolutely love about PC gaming and that I've spoken to you guys a little bit about is old games. I can still play them. Mm, like yes. I, I have Commander Keen. That was the game that <laughs> we made Doom started yeah, on. Yeah, dude. I remember Commander Keen. That was sick. Yeah, that, I, I can still play it to this MS day. MS-DOS game, right? It was on Hell three yeah. and a half floppy disk. Yep. Yep, yep that's it, man. It's came out in shit. 1990, I think, originally. Yeah, like, 90, 91 at most. Yeah, yeah I, I think the series ended in 92. So, yep. like, yeah, um, yeah, you can get cool shit like that um, with PC. Um, you don't pay for internet aside from the cost of your actual internet. I'm sorry, we are experiencing technical doggy issues. Now, it's a fair bit to outlay at first, but... You've got a huge range of games, tons of backwards compatibility. It's not perfect, but you can play games from aeons ago. Uh, However, for each of those, like, yes, you now have the hardware with, like, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about Steam, right? Yeah. So, sort um, of, yeah. What, once you get that, you got to pay for each individual one. Yes, they're a low cost, but in fairness. Yeah. So, you do still have to pay for your games, obviously, but PC games all do tend to be cheaper than console games. Mm. Even notice that. Even brand new to brand new, PC games are cheaper, digital or otherwise. Yeah. Um, that's just the lay of the land. That's how things go. Um, the next thing you'll notice is that, um, like, you don't have to pay for, like, the online subscriptions, sort of like um, Xbox Live or... What would... Was it PS Plus for PlayStation? PS originally? Plus and PS yeah. Now, yeah. 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 So um, you don't have to pay for any of those things just to get online, but you can get Game Pass if you want, like, the free games. There's that EA Pass as well. I can't remember. I can't remember. What yeah, it's you basically call it Ultimate Pass, which is the two of them combined now. Yeah. There's, for PC as well. Yeah, yeah, you can get all those for PC if you really want. Um. But yeah, typically speaking, you can get into games pretty cheaply. Um, that way you can sign up to um, Epic Games Launcher, which is completely free. It's just a DRM like Steam and they give you out a game every week for free. Most of them are crap, but sometimes you get some absolute gems. Like not that long ago, they had Stubbs the Zombie. If anyone nice. has ever played that game, it is fucking amazing. I do have it tattooed there. Um, brilliant game. They gave that away the other week, which is fantastic. And so there's a lot of free options for the games. It's just the outlay of hardware that's going to get you. Mm. But in saying that as well, you also have a proper upgrade path rather than just junking it once the console's dead. However, that also brings us to older consoles. There's nothing wrong with playing old games, man. Like Xbox 360, I still have mine for all the skate games because the skate games are amazing. They're awesome. Fucking oath. Yep. <laughs> Except three. Three was questionable. But I still have hopes for four. I have hopes yep. for four. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, you know, if there's certain games that, you know, you've got nostalgia for, no reason you can't get a hold of those consoles. And provided you're not going too old, you can get them pretty cheap. Like 
when you start getting to like Super Nintendo era, which I've been looking at, um, that's where it starts to get like 200 bucks plus for a console. And you're like, yeah, should I really? And some of the um, games are super expensive. Like, you know, even Nintendo 64s now are 300 bucks plus for a decent console with like an actual controller that isn't stuffed because they came with a joystick. So mm. they kind of come with their own issues. And like Conker's Bad Fur Day, you won't find that game for like under 150, <laughs> maybe 200 bucks. Like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, did, it was really did, fun. Didn't they re-release that for Xbox or something? Or was that the I feel like they put it out on something. It was like a rehash, but it wasn't exactly the same. But so yeah, it's because it's because mm. still adult themed, adult joked games still get like a difficulty releasing. Yeah, so, no, well, the big problem was that it was Rare that made the game. Rare oh, at the time uh... were like Bungie and they were basically licensed to Nintendo. So Nintendo mm. only. Um, it was Nintendo Conker's Reloaded that was... Um, yeah. That was... It, was. it was more of like a multiplayer, um, and like an online multiplayer sort of versus thing from yeah, memory. So, it was so brutal, was... but it was, yeah not the game yeah live and reloaded um and yeah it's not the same thing as far no. as i'm aware um, no it's and, not the same no and it's it yeah all, as far as i know it's online stuff yeah it's like the whole so, i i feel like uh conquer's bad fur day falls in the same category even though it's more adult and hilarious as like ratchet and clank but ratchet and clank happen to be owned by the right company to get remakes and sequels yeah but the same fandom likes both as far as i'm sort of sure uh, i did find actually rare replay the game apparently does contain conquer's bad fur day oh, and that came yeah. out on xbox 360 sure no, xbox that? one xbox one really yeah, they, yeah their wiki page says um it has battle toads might not be australian though don't forget that justin no yeah. it is in australia Okay, okay. Oh, really? Because I do have Rare Replay. Um, that actually is accessible through Game Pass. So strangely, all of it's just sort of interlinked in yes. that way. So yeah, if you've got Game Pass, you've got access to Rare Replay. If you've got access to Rare Replay, you might have access to Conquest. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There's a tangent so, done. <laughs> so yeah, it's possible to get a hold of that sort of stuff. But yeah, so heading like to older consoles, that's perfectly fine. If you're not looking for like online content then there's nothing wrong with it like i've still got a nintendo 3ds so i can play all my pokemon games because i love my pokemon games and i'm too poor for a switch because i spent all my money on a pc <laughs> i was gonna say like pokemon games are the best but like they're mostly switch yeah well i still have was it moon and sun all the way back on ds so whatever the so first have, DS title was all the way through i have every single pokemon every single one from sun backwards on a uh, copy of sun because i've been too cheap to upgrade them <laughs> to pokemon home which is their like cloud storage for your pokemon but it, i do have i've beaten sword and uh, i'm currently playing brilliant diamond and excited about arceus even though Arceus very clearly won't have a national dex, which is upsetting everyone. 
because the whole catchphrase of Pokemon is got to catch them all, and all of a sudden, you can't. You can't. <laughs> got to catch some of them. <laughs> got to yeah. catch a good number. <laughs> I understand that eventually they're going to hit a threshold that made it very difficult to have all of them on one game, but at the no. same time, guys, 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 it's just different sprites. The attacks are the same. Well, that's exactly it. Like, even if you did fully three, like. You can't use the excuse that there's too many because think of how many games have thousands of unique characters and things yeah. like that. How is it that hard to have unique? Like, look at something like GTA Online, right? GTA 5 Online. You can make a trillion different, like, characters and they all have similar animations and stuff, but... There's all that flexibility and it's all in one game. It's not impossible. It's just they don't want to do it. Yeah. They they want you to buy the backwards editions. They want you to upgrade. They want you to get Pokemon Home, though. I mean, I'm just sure that for the they... loot boxes to... <laughs> I will say this. Like, as much as it's easy to make fun of Nintendo for being money-grabbing mofos... They do get creative and take huge risks and they don't always pay off. Like if you look at the Pokemon remakes, like the current Diamond and Pearl, like the way everything's chibi and just really not that good. Eh. But Legends Arceus looks like Breath of the Wild. Like it looks like they took Legends of Zelda and were like, what if we put a Pokemon filter on that? And everyone's really keen on it because of that reason. And it comes out after the episode but um, yeah, like Nintendo get a lot of grief for like how they're just money grabbing as fuck. But they take major risks with every single Pokemon game. They have a formula. I think they take major risks with everything they do. You know, it's well, like as far as even consoles go, like the game. That's a good point. Like, like the Wii and like, the Switch. I asked Sega wasn't a Dreamcast. Dreamcast, but like you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like even even the Switch, like it could have been a flop but it's pretty impressive what they did with that. You know, like the whole, to they've be, got a dock and they've got your, your handheld console and you can just go wham and it goes straight yeah. to screen. That's impressive to look at. I actually do really use cool. it in both ways too. So I, I've got to play a bit of devil's advocate here, but... Of course you do, you're a pc <laughs> Yeah, but I, one of the first consoles I ever played was the original NES, playing Duck Hunt, yeah. Mario Brothers... Sonic for me. Yeah, I had on a Master NES. System at home. Wait, yeah. Sonic on I NES? Didn't, I didn't have on... it, but I played it. Sega? Sonic yeah. was yeah, the Sega Sonic mascot. Was Sega. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. all the same, Nintendo have the money to just throw at risks. And ever since probably the 64, they've taken risks and aside from the GameCube, it has always paid off. Yep. Agreed. And do you know why? Because they have the brand to do it. I feel no like the 64 shit... was a risk with that controller. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean, is that was their first real risk. <laughs> that's the true. Super yeah. Nintendo was just a prettier NES, really. It was upgraded visuals. 100%. It also contained yeah, yeah. their first 3D games. But all in all, it wasn't that risky. 64 took a bit of a risk. GameCube was their first flop. And even then, they still made decent money on it. Oh, and yeah. Game they, titles they, helped them. 
the fact that Mario has so much love, and then they've also got Zelda, Metroid, um, just trying to think of other, like Star Fox as well, shit like that. They've got these Nintendo titles that you always tie with Nintendo. They can fuck up and it's not the end of the world. Originally, the Nintendo Wii was a terrible selling console and it ended up outselling all three. Uh, Yeah, it was the highest selling of that generation. Was it like three PS3, Uh, Xbox One? No, that was 360. No, 360. 360 and the Wii. But also, it appeals to the gamers of us that aren't competitive, right? So competitive in a lower competitive stance so we want to play against our family or our mates but we don't want to fucking kill ourselves online like we we want to have fun playing stupid wii sports bowling when our friends come around yeah 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 nintendo is definitely the family console as far as that's concerned you know what i mean so them branching out and doing experimental things they're still going to hit that family market which is their demographic really and so they're not going to fail that hard, even when they That's do. That's true. They get like fucking Isla Fisher on their ads right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen her, Justin? You're laughing no, like you haven't seen it. No, I she's not doing seen the like that. ring fit thing. She's she's playing like the family mum who gets home late and is like, oh, the kids are asleep, so she just like plays <laughs> ring fit. <laughs> okay, That's great. But yeah, so yeah. like. I don't think Nintendo can really flop that hard. That's regardless how much they experiment. Whereas, how do we end up on consoles? Because uh, we're going back to talking about cheaper backwards, retro stuff. Yeah, backwards compatibility so, yeah, and such. It, yeah. If you don't want to play online and you're happy to play from home, go as old as you feel comfortable. Hell, Super Nintendo still has some cracker games. So does the NES. Hell, yeah. you want to go back to the Commodore 64? Go for it, you know? If you can what find if, one. <laughs> yeah, whatever floats your boat, hey. But um, yeah, that's pretty much how you do gaming cheap. Brady, give us I'm your... Out. Oh, wait. We should uh, cut to a break because we definitely didn't so already hard. do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And the break. With everything that's been going on the last few years, you might be thinking, I just want to go to another world. Plagues, crazy fires, weather insane, greedy politicians, hipsters. I'm done with it all. Well, that's why we started Isekai For You. Isekai For You is where we take you and we just put you in one random, random ass world. Even we aren't sure where you'll end up. Might be a fantasy realm where you can be the hero and save the day. Or maybe it's a world that doesn't even have oxygen. You just die instantly. But you know what? It's gotta be better than Earth, right? Well, don't hesitate. Call us right now at Isekai For You. Anyway, we're back, and this is Brady. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so getting into anime on the cheap, obviously the easiest way is go around a mate's house and they have access to anything, um, but we've already covered that that's kind of cheating. Uh, how do you get into anime all m- uh, So a lot of manga are available for free for that month, or sometimes they're like three months backwards, but that's it. Uh, for what's available. So I'm just going to cover that quickly because I mostly talk about anime on this show, not much manga. Um, And that's because it's a whole level of difficult to obtain and difficult to understand and can be a lot harder. Anime does cater a little bit better to the Western audience than the original source material usually does. 
Um, so, easy ways to get into anime. Uh, apart from just going around a friend's place, hold on, hold on. subscription. The, the manga thing. Let's go back really yeah. quickly. You were saying that you can get access to them, like the, that month's release, you're saying? Yeah, so typically most websites, if you go to them, so like Viz Media, uh, V-I-Z, they, they operate like Dragon Ball and Boruto, which are like some of the bigger ones out, like their Jump Magazine. Uh, if you go onto them, they'll let you read this month's plus like the last two months completely legally for free. Like that's how I read uh, Dragon Ball Super because I'm still a stupid weeb for good old Goku. Um, so I read that literally every month on the 14th, I think it comes out um, you know, for free. Yeah. yeah, but they only let you have access to like this month and like the two previous months. And then, then um, they, and so actually that, something I haven't talked about it. on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You just have to pay for the other ones. Um, uh, manga release dates are like wild. So some shows do, or some, not even a show, but some, some like you know stories. They they do weekly. Not very often though. More often it's either fortnightly or monthly, and that's all you get. Um, is that is, is also that based why... in Australia only, or is that worldwide release? No, no, that's the the writers will literally write something that comes out either fortnightly or monthly. Right. Okay. And this is why anime has uh, seasons in a year, even though that's happening. So you have to imagine it's much quicker to read something than it is to watch it in twenty two minutes in an episode. So, for basically every episode of anime, it takes about four manga editions. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's what tends to happen in anime. If you ever watch an anime that ends up with like these weird filler arcs or has these huge like one year hiatuses between seasons, it's because they caught up to what was written and they have nowhere to go. So usually, what happens is the old Game uh, of Thrones thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so like, Dragon Ball Super, pretty big for it. Uh, they only have monthly releases. Um, but the Dragon Ball Super series, like the the anime, did 131 episodes with I think only two weeks without a release, which is wild because yeah. that's that's a lot of weeks. Mm. Um, they were well ahead of the anime, but they they had Akira was like really involved, but it still had variation from the manga. But it didn't start till the manga was like halfway through its current run um and then it started and they had plenty to work with so that's usually how that works um anyway you can get access to like viz media is a good one viz you can get access to what's currently happening and you have to pay for backwards compatibility i don't actually know how much because i keep up to date with shit because i'm not a peasant um i because yeah that would make you a peasant <laughs> because you're too tight uh, to actually like just buy shit so you you keep up because you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> don't don't sugarcoat this. <laughs> and don't shame our listeners and viewers by calling We've them, them basement dwellers. <laughs> I actually didn't use that term today because I appreciate you all. Never forget. <laughs> if Lunch. you guys are fooled into thinking that Jace is the kind one on this show, <laughs> <laughs> I am. You are, in fact, fools um no, no no so there are subscription services watching anime in australia we used to have anime lab a small company in melbourne started anime lab it was brilliant it was about seven dollars a month uh the app worked incredibly well it only failed me twice once was in an anime breaking the internet event that was actually so big a few countries did it live 
in like public spaces and uh, I could go into them, but people just think I'm very silly. Um, but the, the very short version is like the first time Goku used Ultra Instinct was live streamed in a few countries. Um, but it literally broke the internet. And at that time, you can't be upset an app for not quite working as you want it to, especially when it's a little startup from Melbourne. When, when you um, say otherwise... Goku used Ultra Instinct, like, because I don't know anything about that world of, like, anime yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as Dragon yeah. Ball it's... goes, I'm just picturing, like, someone, like, across the other side of the world, like, just dropping a fart and then Goku's like, you guys smell that? <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's just this spidey Worldwide event. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Yep, that's, I, that's his I, instinct. <laughs> I'm not going to go into this right now. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll battle on and I'll uh, yep. educate Justin at the end of the show, everyone, I promise. Um, but so, okay, so Anime Lab worked really well. Um, and then there was Funimation owned by Sony who recently bought Anime Lab. And it works less well and has a few less titles. Not quite sure why. Apparently then they didn't acquire all the rights, but that's how it's going. Nonetheless, uh, they bought Anime Lab and turned off its servers. So you have no choice. If you were a subscriber to Anime Lab, you now have to be subscribed to Funimation. Fortunately, they let you just carry over your login and all that stuff. So it's not too difficult to process, but that's about $8 a month. Um, so I stick to that now. Uh, that's, that's what I use mostly. Uh, I do wish that the Aussie company continued, but I'm sure they got a very nice buyout from Sony. So I don't fault them for it because sure they have a great retirement at whatever age they are as weebs. Um, good on them. Good business move. Uh, the other major streaming service that is maybe a bit more well-known than Funimation is Crunchyroll. Um, they, they have a weird tier system. They're $7.99 for one month. Um, but that's like one screen and a whole bunch of other things. And then for $9.99, you can have four screens. And then for $100 a year, you can have as much shit as you want, basically. Now, if I remember correctly, when I signed up to Crunchyroll, and that was like a year ago, uh, I mentioned this before, it was just to see a certain Scientific Railgun season three. And then I got sick of how shit Crunchyroll was. But it's not a good interface. Time, yeah, no, it's awful. Um, at the time, they um, had a free option. Do they still have the free option? It's like yeah, so both Funimation and, and Crunchyroll both have free options. So what they do is they hide behind a paywall, uh, no dubs, both of them, I think. So they do only subs, which is fine if like you're cool with it. But if it's not, <coughs> then that can be hard for people who are trying to get into things maybe not your entry level. Um, and they also tend to put ads in the episode, which depending if you grew up in the nineties or in the two thousands may or may not affect you. Mm. Um, and depending on how hardcore you want to binge certain things. So if you're watching a show that has 400 episodes, ads might be intolerable to you, but if you're watching a 10 episode series, you can maybe deal with it if you're not that hardcore an anime fan. I don't know. Um, but interestingly in this world, what I've found strange and wonderful lately um just to explore from a business perspective sony bought crunchyroll which means sound sony no now have a monopoly, monopoly hmm. on the anime world so they own both funimation and crunchyroll and then sony did this which you would only notice if you have a console which i'm the only one with a playstation from what we discussed earlier 
correct. Yeah. Sony had a uh, TV service and movie rental service, like a lot of things like iTunes, like a lot of things where you could buy and rent them per thing or just, you know, whatever. They removed all of that. So it's my theory that Sony is geeing up to release their own streaming service since they monopoly anime. <laughs> well, and they... they're, o- they're only like fucking five years too late. Like even I agree. Uh, shitty but if they TV remove... stations have streaming services before. Actually, you know what though? That's a pretty good theory because if I, I was trying to catch up on the Spider-Mans in time to watch the new one, which I have not watched, but I have managed to catch up on the Spider-Mans. They are being removed from Netflix like today or tomorrow or some crap, like really, really soon. So I don't know if that's... Yeah, that's not Sony because... No, that's Disney. Disney owns that. Sony. No, that's still a deal though. Yeah. The old Sony movies with the Tony, uh, Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield movies. Sony still own them. Is Is Tom Holland's not a Sony? No, no. Right, that's, okay, a, that's okay. a deal. That's part where of they MCU, ha- which is yeah. Disney. They have the license right, okay. to use the character Spider Man, but that's owned by Marvel slash Disney. Um, no, so I, I'm pretty sure Sony is very late to the game, but geeing up for their own streaming service since they removed all their TVs and movie rentals, and they own all of the anime. That aside, uh, Jace, do you want to? I, I was just thinking that could also be why they've been so um like combative about uh x-men if i remember correctly which is why yeah, the whole been pretty... weird shit around deadpool happened mm-hmm. um and it's also why we haven't had x-men mentioned in the mcu at all really and yeah deadpool touched on it but now deadpool and x-men uh because they're fox not sony oh yeah sorry yeah, so they are actually now. So people have been making quite a lot of jokes that Deadpool is now a Disney princess. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is quite funny. Um, but that aside, there are other streaming services. They are the anime exclusive ones. So Funimation and Crunchyroll only do anime. They do nothing else. I think they do a couple of live action versions of anime. Um, but that's it. Uh, Netflix anime, I've got to say, is getting fucking good. <laughs> Um, mm. They've done animes from different countries. There's there's uh, a Filipino anime I watched recently, which is a horror, which I can't pronounce, so I don't want to get it wrong. But I think it's Therese. Uh, was pretty fucking cool. Uh, they did uh, the Immortal King. It's like a Chinese anime, and it's on Netflix, and it's hilarious. It's just this OP dude who's living in a world where there's a bunch of powers, and um, he is way too strong and trying to hide it from everyone. So like he's around this girl who uses this magic ability to make everybody see the things the way she does. And he's like, Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. How do I wipe this out from everybody else around me without her noticing? And then he does it. And since he's the only one who doesn't fall for her, she's like, Oh, I'm instantly attracted to you. Mr. Hard to get. So they go on a date and then someone's trying to kill her on the date because of her ridiculous, you know, like seductive like powers. So he's stopping the killer without her noticing. So they're like shooting bullets and he's like, 
<laughs> like, it's, so I, it's, it's really funny and it's a Chinese one. So Netflix anime has genuinely been quite funny lately and they seem to have the rights in Australia to Jojo and I've mentioned it more than enough times on the show. It has turned such a corner and gotten so good that I've been laughing in most episodes, um, but I won't spend time on that. I've, I made a post recently that it is the anime for gym bros and I stand by it, but it also <laughs> speaks to the teenage dude in all of us. Jojo is just fart and like horrible sexual jokes continuously. Yeah, I definitely but, haven't gotten that far in JoJo to get to the. Yeah, it like there, there's one stage where someone uses a magnet power on these two dudes and they get stuck together, but they work out that uh, obviously there's a north and south pole to magnets. So one of them tries to slide down the other dude and they get caught with his face to his crutch. So they turn around and that's worse. <laughs> and they're trying to like twist. It's just like. It's it's an anime based on like teenage humor, and I, I'm not even mad about it. It's fine. It's hilarious. Um, Netflix. Uh, most of us have a Netflix subscription. There's there's a yeah. lot of anime on there, but I don't know certain how you can get in there. Any... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and certain scientific. There's, there's a certain magical uh, index, index is on there. Yeah, certain magical index. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so Netflix have a few rights in Australia, but yeah. Funimation, Crunchyroll, they're going to be your go-tos if you're anime only. Uh, both will set you back around $8 a month for their lowest plans. They're totally fine. Or find a friend if you want to break the law and be loaned an account. Technically, <laughs> if you're a family member, though, like, say, if you have a weeb friend or weeb brother or whatever and you just live in the same household, it's technically okay. But so, I will uh, say, um, just quickly on the mention, buying... DVDs in anime, like streaming services might sometimes seem inconvenient to you guys who've not experienced anything else. But I grew up in the time of having to buy anime. And I bought Bleach Season 1. Bleach Season 1 was 20 episodes. It was $109. Damn. Fuck, man. Bleach That's ridiculous. Wait for it. Bleach is 360-something episodes long. Wow. This is what I grew up with with anime. So all of you who complain about $8 a month. Just shut your mouth. Yeah, well, <laughs> I bought it on VHS. <laughs> yeah. what's, um, what's the resale value, though, on that? Like, can you sell it for the same amount you, you no, spent? No, no, because no, everyone really. will just subscribe to Crunchyroll and get yeah, it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So hard yeah. copies are definitely a thing of the past. Yeah. But, like, DVDs no, quality I mean, anyway, like... I yeah. still enjoy Blu-ray copies of a few things. Um, I've definitely collected a couple, like Your Name, Weathering With You, A Silent Voice, even though someone seems to have stolen that and I can't find it. But a few, like, good quality ones, I'm, I'm cool with owning them in case of blackout because <laughs> we live in Australia and blackouts are a thing that happen. Mm. See, that doesn't bother me, though. Because <laughs> I've, I've got contingency. I have a local server full of anime. And it has backup power because it has a UPS. You have backup power on your server? Of course. Mm. I don't want my power to go out and then my server to die. Why would I not? Why Why would you not do that? I, um, 
It's a normal I, thing for didn't people. Think that was a normal service. thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's completely normal for servers. Yeah, like, like where they host your like anime lab and all that sort of thing. They have giant fucking diesel generators on top. Do they have of... puppies? No, I do though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they have giant <laughs> diesel generators and shit like that that are designed purely so if the secondary power goes out um yeah it trips over to giant diesel generators to keep everything going anyway damn that makes a lot of sense i think this has been one of our more segmented episodes in a little while because we like cross to each other i mean i interrupted a little because that's what i do but like we mostly crossed between each other which was pretty interesting Hmm. i've done that since like i think episode one feels somewhat organized and i'm not sure if i like it or not Cancel no, this episode, I didn't get... damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> episode is fucking done. Someone no call Kendall. We'll do another Kendall episode. <laughs> I, I don't think Kendall wants to come on again. <laughs> we spent like the first bit being like, you're a crossdresser. And then, <laughs> and then from... <laughs> that's fine. And, it was great. and he just like ripped himself apart. No, by, no, like, I, us... I got a couple things I want to mention as like magic nuggets from anime that we haven't got to. Do you guys have anything from like gaming or D&D that people should definitely check out before we end out the episode? Saying magic nuggets was the shittiest description for us to come up with an idea. Yeah, I was just like, what, what the fuck it's... is that supposed to mean? I'm pi- picturing it's a like bright a gold piece. turd. <laughs> yes. That's, like, that's exactly what I meant. What do you mean you didn't get it? It's slightly less shit. Oh, uh, so so you mean like something that's sort of underrated that people should get into? Yes, thank you. Uh, I'd let Justin take that first while I think about this. Jesus. Well, no, I, I can do it because he looks totally fucked and I did yeah. bring it up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Justin, so we've recommended to you before in the past a couple of animes. We recommended a comedy one and we recommended a very serious one. Um, the creators of Death Note did another series that's quite good, despite their current series uh, called Platinum End being absolutely dreadful from what oh, I've Oh, no, I just got Platinum End. See how you go. <laughs> see how you go. You might come to the same conclusion as me as they're trying a bit too hard, but also, yeah. Um, but no, so there's another series to watch if you like Death Note, but you could do with a kind of lighter one, but also one that makes you think and also has feels. Um, and Jace, you will love this. Like, put this in your to watch list. I promise. Uh, put up it's that picture De- with the guy from LA Noir saying doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Death Parade. I do like that um, name. Yeah, mm. so the general premise is, uh, so there are judges, uh, if you die in a, in, in a way um, and lived a life that is kind of difficult to decide which way you're going in the afterlife, there are these judges who put you through a game where you have no uh, memory of your life. So you have no memory of your lessons learned and they put you through a game that has you know, some sneaky elements where you could kind of be a bastard in it. Uh, And they watch you and they judge you based on how you play that game. That's cool. Yeah, because you have no memory of how you were, they get to judge you as who you are, not who you are. Yeah, nature versus nature. Yeah, 
Mm. It's, it's quite interesting as a concept, but it is basically a one-shot anime. I, I can't remember how many episodes it is, but it, it, it's pretty short. It's also amazing. Uh, it also has one of those, like, the theme song doesn't match the show at all, and it's hilarious because it's upbeat and people are dancing in it, and then you're like, this is a, a genuinely serious show, though. Like, it's quite dramatic. <laughs> we're, we're deciding if people go to heaven or hell in every episode. <laughs> like, And then there is, and I'm... It's a slight spoiler, but I don't think it matters because it's quite an old show. It's just after Death Note. Um, there is quite the twist at the end that's worth waiting for. So hmm. both of you hack into it, see how you go. The color palette's a bit lighter than Death Note. So if you got a bit dumb with the the darks and the, the grays and the beige. Um, and also light does make a cameo in a strange way, but I'll leave that there and let other people go on. So underrated, Death Parade might be one of the most underrated animes I think out there because Death Note gets a lot of credit and not many people know about Death Parade. Cool. Sounds yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, in all that discussion, I still cannot really think... Like, there's so many underrated games that are out there. Like, tons of stuff that just did not get as much love as it should um probably one of the ones that i i would definitely recommend that regardless of time period never got enough love bastion i mentioned this on one of the previous episodes um and i think i mocked you both for never playing it even though justin may have um still not sure <laughs> but it's a sort of isometric hack and slash game it's got the kookiest story going basically your character wakes up in the middle of what they call a cataclysm they don't actually tell you what happened oh calamity was the actual word they use it's, um, it's a favorite jrpg term yeah this isn't it sort of has a bit of a jrpg feel but it, it's weird it's a really weird game it's got like a narration sort of similar to like Max Payne where it's got this old grizzly <laughs> guy just narrating over the top of it. Hmm. Um, and it's just such a weird game. And then there's only really one point in the game where you're actually like given a choice and your choice determines like everything. It's like the outcome of everything. And it was one of the hardest choices to make. And I was like, and yeah. It's not like Metal Gear Solid with like saving Beryl with her torture or submitting to the torture. Mm, not quite, but sort yeah, okay. of. Okay. But, but um, it's an indie game, so you can pick it up dirt cheap. And I believe it is on like all major consoles um yeah brilliant game definitely recommend checking it out you can usually get it for a handful of dollars i think i paid like 75 cents when i got my copy and i was like this will yeah. just be something stupid that my laptop can play and i punched it out in like two days and i was like i love this game <laughs> so um cool. definitely recommend checking out bastion um it's a brilliant game and um now i'll pass it over to justin who's definitely not come up with anything I've literally got nothing. Um, D&D is hard to do it, this with, though, It is with, a though, bit right? hard, because you're okay. like, oh, what about you this gotta, campaign no, you missed out what, on? What about, like, 
what, like, I'm sure Jay had a suggestion as well because he looked like he was about ready. But what about like a book people should read before getting into D&D or a class or a character they should have a crack at for funsies? That's actually a good idea, the character part. Um, because, oh, look at yeah, me! That, that's actually quite helpful. Because aside from that, I was going to say, like, I truly am a homebrew sort of a guy. So I've read some of the adventures and I just don't like how linear they seem to always end up being. So they're always like, by this point in this story progression, your characters, your players should be this level and they should have done these things. And now they will progress to this point. And what you know, happens it's, if it's your players decide story, to all end but... up naked dangling down a yeah. fucking... <laughs> exactly <laughs> because everyone's already watched our episode they get that joke and <laughs> every time we ever mention the dnd christmas one shot i'm gonna be like yeah because you've all watched this um but yeah that that's the thing like i don't know like they, they just seem so linear and so i don't really recommend ever any of the the source um adventures and stuff that they bring out because i don't really do them myself so yeah, i prefer yeah. homebrew so for me, I can't say, oh, you did you miss out on the Ghost of Salt Marsh campaign because I didn't really do it. So I just do homebrew. That's my thing. My bad. Um, but yeah, a character. Characters, um, some of them are overplayed and some of them aren't really played with at all. And I think when we're talking like the classic characters, I think you could just give, give yourself a go at just being a basic character. Like so many people go way over the top these days with their characters they're like hey i'm gonna take this dwarf and i'm gonna like breed him with this person or i'm gonna go grab a turtle because a turtle you know like i'm gonna play a ninja turtle and i'm gonna like throw three different like classes in there and i'm gonna like multi-class three times and it's gonna be amazing and i'm gonna be like this crazy like try to not overcomplicate it so much and i just feel like i'm being one thing no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you got some ideas and they're good um, and you're not going too crazy with it. At least you're going like a basic character and stuff like that for, for ideas down the track. But like, this is like, they just go too far and you're like, man. And the worst part is they don't even understand what they can do with the character. So they're left doing like dumb shit. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot him with a bow and arrow. Cool. Have you used any of your special abilities that you worked all this way up to getting? No? Oh, okay, cool. All right. We'll just keep not playing your character to, to its strengths. But like, just pick something really basic and really work through it. So pick a sorcerer and work out what a sorcerer actually does and use it all the way up, all the way through. I think that's something that's underused these days because people are just so busy with trying to create this godlike thing by adding this and that and picking yeah which is like you know. any gamer doesn't want a totally godlike player you want to achieve yeah. that by the end of a game for funsies yeah and maybe, i get the whole min max thing and whatever you don't but... want to start like that that that's no fun yeah i think all honesty, people are just getting confused like they're just confusing the shit out of their out of the characters way too much i th i think to some degree gaming may have like added to that because yep. how many rpgs do you come into where it's like oh you can do this and then like a good example would be fallout right you can create a character that like specializes in melee and they're really dumb or whatever and then as you start leveling them you can make them stupidly intelligent and then they're also good with rocket launchers and 
yeah you start creating your own multi-classing even though like it doesn't follow D rules yeah but... it's a similar aspect yeah yeah like yeah, you know, yeah, like the old sure. video games of like you know lord of the rings two towers or whatever it is where you could literally choose the three different guys who had the three different skill sets gimli being the strong axe wielding dude um legolas being the the ranged dude and then you had aragon who just had like the, the middle range sort of everything like those days are past us now and we're just to a point now where you can just make whatever you want to make which is great but you just overcomplicate things when you're playing D D because you're just like well who am i meant to be it How also makes it kind this? of boring right like, like yeah if you average. have to go over your whole character sheet every time you want to do something it's like yeah oh, fuck. it gets super That's confusing so some of the some of the like the newer characters like even critical role had their own their own characters that came out with their stuff and the man it's insane new blood sacrifices and stuff with like the blood hunter and things like that it's just like what the fuck is going on right now and as a dm it's even you know overwhelming so you know you've got to know just as much as your players do so i think keep it simple and give a basic character a try that's that's what i would say out of all of that yeah, so. cool out of curiosity um, actually, yeah no you're right yeah all right i'm stabbing in um <laughs> what class do you not see enough of as just like a base class like what do you what do you want to see more of at the table just trying to think i get a pretty good range of your base classes but i'm just trying to think of the most underused possibly a paladin i don't see many paladins often paladin or a fighter or even a ranger sometimes you know because the ranger is your typical like arrow shooting dude with some with some really cool spells in there too which is really quite handy and they can do heals as well so they're kind of a good all-rounder with range um but people are just sort of thrown off by the generic sort of look to them, I suppose, because they're like, oh, no, I don't want to be that elf ranger again. So, like, <laughs> heaps of people, like, stay away from Legolas. that entirely. Yeah, exactly. I think it's because yeah. it's just overused, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. So there's only, like, I can't remember how many races, how many classes there are to start with. There's probably only about a dozen of your yeah. best ones. But, um, yeah, yeah, ranger, I'd say, probably would be one of the least used. Ranger, cleric, oh, paladin. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, before we round out the episode and let Jace do that because he is hosting this, we did start our own mini series as explaining these things. We should True. quickly yes. describe what exactly a mini series on our things is. Do you want to kick off with that, Jace? Because you have spoken the least in the last few minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I spoke like 20 seconds ago, but sure. Um, so my series is called Codex. Um, at the moment, mostly what I'm doing is running through um, gaming genres that most people aren't familiar with, stuff like MMORPGs, um, and then even just RPGs themselves. Um, I've got a few more in the works for stuff that you might just not quite understand. So I run through the concept while also trying to play the game, um, which makes it way more difficult for me because I, <laughs> I have a one-track mind and I just get distracted but they're all under five minutes and it's just me trying to belt it out as quickly as I can give you a nice quick wrap up on what the genre is but um yeah just gaming concepts real quick nice Justin get them Alrighty. Um, so mine's called Adventurer's Guide and I'm basically just sort of nutting out anything to do with uh dnd 5e so fifth edition so um 
I've only done like a couple so far. So yeah, there'll be there'll be more to come, but it's just it'll be basically like breaking down a rule or breaking down what dice are, like just as basic <laughs> as that, or what books are out there. Um, it'll be yeah, under five minutes as well. So no no bullshit, just straight to the point. Whatever I'm talking about, we'll get to it and it'll be two, three minutes sort of thing. So yeah. No bullshit. So it's like the exact opposite of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brady. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, mine's called Ramen Stand. I'm basically going through like different anime things from like uh, genres to like some stuff you'll witness in anime and be maybe a little confused about if you're an adult entering the field and you didn't watch it, you know, growing up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's uh, so it's called ramen stand because the idea is to consume the episode in the time it would take to cook instant noodles. Um, yeah, except you should drain them properly, not like this fucking weirdo <laughs> with a plate. <laughs> I'm still happy with the way I make noodles, and Jace can you know rat out the episode and then go fuck himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it I could. My wife's over to the. I could do that properly. <laughs> so this has been an episode. It has been. It has. Um, so go check us out, little basement dwellers, over on the Twitter, the Discord, um, Instagram. We actually have a Facebook now, so check us out on the Facebook, because apparently Australians don't like to use any other social media. Um, Brady will be setting up our OnlyFans as well. So that'll be happening. <laughs> um, and yeah, so check us out on all the socials. Um, if you're watching the video of this, then there will also be Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And wait, did I say if you're watching the I don't know what I said. <laughs> we have it. a YouTube as well. So uh yeah, go check us out on all the things and I love you. Wow, so much love. Because I'm the nice guy, remember? That's true. <laughs> 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 oh.